Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. So before we start this darker episode, I need y'all to know that this episode deals a lot with death, drugs, car crashes, and more. If you are sensitive about some of the topics that will be brought up in this episode, please feel free to skip. That being said, today we will be covering celebrities that died while filming movies in the utmost respectful way. I would like to thank Wiki, Wikipedia, for a majority of the information found on this topic. That being said, let's continue. Welcome back, Colonels, to our first ever solo episode. Unfortunately, we do not have Connie with us today, but you will have me, Rico Jamad, as your host and as your favorite podcaster. So today's episode is going to be very information heavy. So just letting y'all know, we cleared the air earlier. Well, I cleared the air earlier. Um, So yeah, let's begin. So today we're going to be covering celebrities who passed while filming a movie. And we're going to get things started with Heath Ledger. So everyone remembers the legendary Heath Ledger for his amazing performances in the movies 10 Things I Hate About You, A Knight's Tale, The Dark Knight, Brokeback Mountain, and my personal favorite, Lords of Dogtown, and many more. On January 22, 2008, in Soho, New York, the world would lose him at age 28, leaving behind a daughter, Matilda Ledger, now 16. His cause of death was due to a drug overdose. Michelle Williams, his ex-girlfriend, confirmed reports that Heath struggled with insomnia for as long as she knew him. He had just finished wrapping up The Dark Knight and was in the middle of working on Terry Gilliam's Imaginarium of Dr. Paranassus when he passed. The director brought on close friends of Heath's, Johnny Depp, Jude Law, and Colin Farrell, to finish off his scenes in the movie. Sadly, he wasn't around to see the Academy Award him with Beth's supporting actor for his role as the Joker. Moving on, we have Paul Walker. If I asked you to name the first Paul Walker movie that you could think of, it's probably Fast and the Furious. But would you believe that Paul Walker was acting since 1986? His first movie role was in the movie Monsters in Your Closet at the age of 13. Since then, he went on to do movies like Into the Blue, She's All That, My Favorite, Running Scared, and Fast and the Furious 1-7, through with a culmination of vehicular action movies. After leaving a charity event, Walker and his friend Roger Rodas died tragically on November 30th, 2013, after crashing a Porsche Carrera GT, clipping a light pole, and several trees. Walker was in the middle of finishing Fast and the Furious 7 when he passed, which made Universal's Pictures put the movie on hold indefinitely. Eventually, the studio went forward with a project and used CGI and its brothers as stunt doubles to finish off Walker's parts as Brian. 
He was 40 years old at the at his time of passing, leaving behind his daughter, Meadow Rain Walker, which I think is a very beautiful name. Meadow Walker got married in 2021 and was walked down the aisle by her godfather, Vin Diesel. Diesel also paid tribute to his friend by naming his daughter, Pauline. Now on to Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was a famous Chinese martial artist, instructor, actor, director, screenwriter, producer, philosopher, and founder of Jeet Kune Do. Lee was considered by many as the most influential martial artist of all time. He trained many celebrities like Sharon Tate, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Chuck Norris. Lee was a very talented martial artist, but really enjoyed his time on the big screen. His five famous movies were The Big Boss, Fist of Fury, which had a Jackie Chan cameo, Way of the Dragon, where he got the iconic Bruce Lee versus Chuck Norris fight, Enter the Dragon, which also had a minor Jackie Chan role, and my personal favorite, an unfinished movie by the title The Game of Death where Bruce Lee takes on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the badass yellow jumpsuit that inspired the Kill Bill look. Also the movie where his character gets shot with a prop gun that had a live round. So how did Bruce Lee die? On May 10th, 1973, Bruce Lee collapsed during an audio replacement for Enter the Dragon. He was known to suffer from severe headaches and seizures. So when he collapsed, he was immediately rushed to Hong Kong Baptist Hospital where doctors diagnosed him with cerebral edema also known as brain swelling. The same intense headache and edema that happened on his first collapse would also take place upon his death on June 20th, 1973. During this time, he was working on the film Game of Death, which was never finished. Bruce was at the house of Betty Tingpei, a Taiwanese actress, when he told her he had a headache. The actress gave him a medication which contained aspirin and a tranquilizer. Around 7.30, Bruce went down for a nap and wouldn't wake back up. After a doctor was called to try to revive Lee, they later tried to send him by ambulance to Queen Elizabeth Hospital, where he was pronounced dead on arrival. At 32 years old, Bruce was pronounced dead, the cause being death by misadventure caused by cerebral edema. There has been many theories and rumors on Bruce Lee's death, from cannabis to sweat glands being removed causing a heat stroke, but in the end, his tragic passing shook the world. Bruce's legacy paved the way for many martial artists to enter the big screen. Chuck Norris, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, and many more. He also inspired so many fictional characters that if I continued to list all of them on here, we'd probably be here for a long time. But that also leads to his son, Brandon Lee. Brandon, son of Bruce Lee, lost his father at 8 years old. Brandon followed in his father's footsteps by training in martial arts and studying acting. While working on his breakout role in the dark superhero movie The Crow, Brandon was fatally wounded by a prop gun. Lee was almost done filming all of his scenes for the movie. In the scene where he was shot, the character Eric walks in on his fiancée being abused by some thugs that broke into their apartment. A thug played by actor Michael Massey shoots him as he walks in with a Smith & Wesson 44 Magnum. The gun used in the scene was actually a real gun loaded with dummy rounds. Dummy rounds are rounds that are made to look like real rounds, but don't have any primers or gunpowder. Unfortunately, when they made the dummy rounds for the movie, the special effects crew forgot to take out the primers for the rounds. So when they went to shoot the gun, the primer strike was enough to send the bullet into the barrel, getting stuck. Which is known as a squib load. A squib load is basically when you have less gunpowder than what is needed to send a projectile through a gun. 
That being said, please be safe around all firearms and treat each one like it's loaded. So thinking the rounds were a success because they did not fire a round and looked real enough, they replaced the dummy rounds with blank rounds without checking the gun. The blank rounds are casings with no bullet tips and have gunpowder inside, making the gun pop and flash without a bullet flying out of the gun. The blanks powder mixed with the stuck bullet was enough to send the projectile into Brandon killing him. When Lee fell backwards instead of falling forward, the director yelled cut. After not seeing Lee get up, they went to go check on him to see that he was unconscious and breathing heavily. After trying to figure out what was wrong with him, they realized that he stopped breathing and rushed him to the hospital, where he was pronounced dead on March 31st, 1993. His death was ruled accident by negligence, and he was 28 years old. Brandon Lee is buried next to his father, Bruce, at Lakeview Cemetery in Seattle. And finally, we have Carrie Fisher. Now, this one is a bit long. Carrie Fisher was an American actress, writer, script doctor, and mental health activist, best known for her role as Princess Leia. Until this day, she still blows my mind with how, respectably, badass she was. She was the daughter of actress, singer, and businesswoman Debbie Reynolds, another badass lady, and mother to, no, not Kylo Ren, but Billy Lord who is best known for her work in Star Wars, Book Smart, Scream Queens, and American Horror Story. Honestly, the legacy of this woman was born into and continued is so amazing. Her character is also the inspiration for my dog, whose previous owner named her Princess, to which I semi-changed to Princess Leia, as y'all all now know. This one is a bit of a gray area. So Carrie Fisher didn't die in the middle of shooting a movie, but she did die before her last movie, the Rise of Skywalker. I wanted to put her in this mainly because I love Carrie Fisher and because the director chose to keep her character alive for the last movie. He also used digital effects along with her daughter's acting to finish the character story instead of writing her off, which I thought was beautiful. After finishing off her book tour, Fisher was heading back on a commercial flight where she suffered from a medical emergency 15 minutes before the plane landed. A passenger near Fisher noticed she stopped breathing while another passenger started giving her CPR. Emergency services were alerted in Los Angeles when the flight crew reported a passenger was unresponsive. Fisher was rushed to Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center, where she was put on a ventilator. On December 27, 2016, after being in the ICU for four days, Carrie Fisher died at age 60. On January 9th of 2017, the L.A. County Department of Public Health issued a death certificate that stated cardiac arrest slash deferred, meaning more tests were to be expected due to them not finding a cause of death, an exact cause of death. Sleep apnea and fatty tissue buildup on the arteries were also some contributing factors. On June 19, 2017, a full report of her death was released. Carrie, who was well known to be open about mental health and her battles with drug abuse, was found to have a mix of drugs in her system, but the report could not tell if it had any contributing factors to her death. Her daughter spoke out on it saying, I know my mom. She would want her death to encourage people to be open about their struggles. So just to talk on that a little, I struggled to put that part in because I felt like it was distasteful to add on to anyone's beautiful legacy. But I also wanted to capture how human and normal of a person Carrie Fisher was as a celebrity. She knew her demons and she fought like hell, but ultimately lost that battle. To keep it short, please know that I love this woman, and telling her story is all that I'm trying to do. Also, if you or anyone you know is dealing with drug problems or mental health, please seek help.
On December 28, 2016, the day after Carrie's death, Debbie Reynolds suffered a stroke in the home of her son, Todd, where the family was preparing Fisher's burial arrangements. According to her son, Reynolds said, I want to be with Carrie, moments before the stroke. Fisher was cremated while her mother was entombed. A portion of Carrie's ashes were laid to rest next to her mother in a crypt in Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Hollywood. The remainder of the ashes were put into a novelty Prozac pill that was one of Carrie's most prized possessions. Now on to her last film. So during the time of her passing, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker didn't have a script, but that didn't stop them from closing off such a beautiful character story. With the blessings of her daughter Billy and son Todd, the studio repurposed old footage from The Force Awakens and digital effects kept the illusion that the actress playing the character was alive. For those of us that saw the movie and knew of Carrie's passing, it was very emotional seeing Billy with her mother in so much of the film. Billy, being the lovely and brave daughter that she was, asked if she can be put in more scenes with her mother. After speaking with J.J. Abrams about it, he decided to rewrite the script and put her in with her mother. So in the end, when we see Leia being sent off in her final moments where she dies in the film, it was her daughter, Billy, by her side. A lighthearted part that I'd like to mention is, before Carrie's passing, she said that she wanted her obituary to say, Carrie Fisher found dead, drowned in silver moonlight, strangled by her own bra. The end. Alright guys, so to wrap things up, I would love to do an in-depth episode on some, if not all, of these people's lives. After doing so much research on all these people, I think that hearing their entire life story would be so amazing. Um, if that's something that you would like to hear, please feel free to hit us up on our email or our socials, just letting us know who you'd like a story on. Connie will hopefully be back for next week's episode, so don't worry, guys. Um, she's just resting. She got a little champagne-friendly, but she will be back. Also, don't forget, you can find all of our social medias on our beacons.ai forward slash popcorn, which I find to be the easiest way to find all of our socials. Don't forget, you can find our hopefully non-Spanish, unless you're Spanish, Patreon under the same name, Break Out the Popcorn, where you can show love and support for the show. And lastly, tell a friend about the podcast so we can grow the community and all have a great time here. Love you guys, be safe, and roll credits. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.